Welcome to the podcast show behind the wheel produced by Gobuni. Here we tell you the van life stories that didn't make the cut for Instagram. Welcome back to Behind the Wheel. I'm your host Ariel. Today we have Frank and Ella from We Built a Camper Van to share their two-year experiences in a van. All the good and bad, ups and downs. Hello, Ella. Hello, Frank. Hey. <laughs> okay, so there's a thing that we always do to start an episode. I will tell you a stereotype that people have on van lifers, and I would like to see if you guys also think it's just a stereotype or do you think it's actually true. Okay, here we go. Van lifers are all tree-hugging vegans. No. No. <laughs> no, we're not. No, uh, but I think there are some, but I haven't actually seen them in like two years. So I'm not sure whether this is just some Instagram thing or <laughs> no, yeah. but we we met a lot of people on the road and well, not that stereotype. No. Like we we met vegans, but there were not three huggers. So <laughs> or you're not vegan, just tree huggers. Exactly. Yeah. But do you think it is something that people assume you are? Like when you're telling them that you're van lifers. The the first word people always say, oh, so you're a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, some people say it, but I think it's getting more normal the past years. But because when people don't know somebody who lives in a van, they're all, oh, you're a hippie. But when you yeah. talk about it and you get into it, they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And they want to know more about it. And then they're all fine. Like, oh, you're just normal people. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we know that you are not vegan. You are tree huggers. Why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself and also briefly about your journey in your van? Uh, I'm Ella. I'm 25. I was... 21 when we started to live in a van well for the first few years we did seasonal work so we worked on surf camps and everything and uh, in winter we mostly traveled and sometimes we worked a bit here and there we worked on surf houses or promotional videos we did just everything to get some money and travel more um, now I live together with Frank in Harlem I'm a graphic designer and an illustrator. Yeah, that's that's it, a bit, I think. Your turn. <laughs> well, uh, I'm Frank and I'm 29 years old. So I was 25, 25 when we started living in a van. <laughs> and I'm a photographer, videographer, editor. Uh, yeah, whatever, director, whatever comes up in the creative industry I like to do, uh, which comes in terms of photography and video. So do you think that the industry that you're working in is something that led you to van life in a way because you kind of had the freedom to do it? Mm, no, I think the thing that led us to van life is us. Yeah, no, us and so social media and the dream, of course. And yeah, we, we went on our first date <laughs> and then we we already like spoke our dreams like we would love to travel in a van one day and a year later we got the van so yeah. not <laughs> even a year later we yeah. bought a, an empty van and started to convert it even separately we both had the dream to live in a van so yeah and it lasted for two years right full-time van life yeah we lived in the van for two and a half years and 
I think it was two years in Europe and half a year in the Netherlands because of COVID and everything. Uh, so we were mostly in Spain, Portugal, and we went to Italy and Greece. And we wanted to do like the Balkan, so Albania and everything, but then COVID. We got stuck in Greece. Then we got back in the Netherlands, still lived in the van. And then a few months later, we decided to live in a house again because it was winter, all the lockdown. And yeah, we just wanted yeah. to have a little, just have some peace in our life. <laughs> just make sure we had enough gas, water, a yeah. toilet. <laughs> so you mentioned that you started van life after a year that you've dated. Was it? A big challenge back then because you know it's like moving in together and being with each other 24 7 was it hard well i don't remember it as a big challenge it's just you have to communicate a lot like you have to say everything if you're frustrated about a thing well when i was frustrated about the thing that frank did i had to say it otherwise it's such a small space uh you don't want to fight no Of course, in a house, neither, but and yeah. I, and I think while also while we were like doing the conversion, uh, we were also working full time next to it. So we were almost like working in shifts. So I was like working from eight to one. And then Ella came from one to five and I had to work. And then so we really had to talk about what we did, what we still have to do. And oh, so with the conversion, you really plan it out beforehand and then did it in a really structured way. Because we had... Um, a summer job coming up yeah. in France. So we had to be quick as well. And like the basic, the, the first conversion we did, we did in one and a half months. So it was super quick. That was a bit of a challenge, but yeah, it worked out and we went on the road. Oh, cool. Because I always imagined that van conversion would be like a thing that you take your time to do it. And then by the time you're on the road, you just improve things one by one and then make it more and more perfect. Uh, but it also makes sense that with the most basic things at the beginning, you can plan and really schedule things out. Yeah, but it has to be the way like you think it should be. <laughs> like yeah. take your yeah. time and uh, yeah, really and think about everything, do research. And because we were so quick, we also see that there were like some things are not like perfectly done. But that's only if you look closely. <laughs> but if you live in it, you see it every day. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it, we, we did really well. Well, you mentioned that it was your mutual dreams together. And just wondering, what was the, the turning point or like the moment that you decided, oh, okay, we're really doing this? Well, yeah, that was quite funny. Because in the beginning of 2018, Frank um, got offered a job in the Netherlands full-time as a photographer and in the same week we uh, got offered a job in France for a surf camp seasonal work so then we had to make the decision okay or we need to find a new house a few more months to live in that house and then we needed to go away or we're gonna buy a van convert it and leave the Netherlands. And we also thought, okay, if we're gonna find a new house, I don't know if we're gonna ever buy a van, buy a van <laughs> and travel. So if we're gonna do it, we have to do it now. So we did. <laughs> uh, and uh, like two months later, we had a van. Well, then it's probably nice that you had the pressure. Yeah. yeah. Also with the conversion. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's probably quite hard to have the motivation to really start it or else it's always just inside your head. But then it's nice that you guys had the reason to actually do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So during the two years, you traveled around 
Europe. Do you think there's a specific destination or city that you think it's the best for motorhome traveling? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it, it was Portugal, of course, but now because of the the, the new law, the, the new law on wild camping, I think it's really hard to stay there and not that nice anymore. Because in the beginning of COVID, everybody held up in Portugal because. You, if you go to Portugal, then one of the ways you can go is Morocco. Uh, so everybody stays in the south of Portugal, but that only piled up. More and more vans were coming there because they wanted to go to Morocco. It was not possible. So more and more vans got there, uh, which means more and more rubbish. People not cleaning up after themselves and yeah, locals just getting crazy, I guess. So they went um, yeah, to the law <laughs> to talk about it. And then uh, it got a ban on van life, on wild camping, sorry. Also, when we were there, there were a lot of fans and a lot of rubbish and a lot of people didn't respect the locals or the nature. I think a lot of locals just see fan lifers as um, not so nice people. Like <laughs> yeah. intruders. Yeah. yeah. But there are a lot of nice and good fan lifers, but the not so good fan lifers just fucked it up for <laughs> all of the good fan lifers. So yeah. that's, I think that's also what happened. And we, when we were there the last time, December 2019, I think, we already said to each other, I think this, this is the last time we can wild camp here. It was our favorite destination, but now... So was it your favorite because of the easy access to camp or the food or the nature or nice people? Yeah, I think it's a combination of everything. And also, of course, the good weather. Uh, we surf and there, so there's waves, nature, the food, people. Uh, it's yeah. kind of cheap living there, I guess. At least we thought so. Yeah, and you could just park on such dreamy spots. And it was amazing. We had a wonderful time there. I think that's the number one. At our, well, we lived in a van, but we're also really in love with the north of Spain. We love it there as well, but surprise <laughs> it's not allowed to wild camp there either since i think august last year or something so yeah <laughs> oh it sounds so sad yeah. yeah and then the third i think it's greece yeah but it won't take long it will happen there as well when corona hit so many people that would go on like a world trip bought a van and traveled through europe so there are so many more fans than when we lived yeah. in it. Yeah, how are you feeling about that though? Because, well, on one hand, it's nice that more and more people are sharing this kind of lifestyle. But also on the other hand, it means that there's less and less you can do. Yeah, well, I think fan life is such a wonderful experience. It's such a wonderful lifestyle, but you also have to respect nature, locals, like everything around it. And I think that's not always happening. I think a lot of people forget it because they are just doing this temporarily. Because now it's COVID, we buy a van now and we go on a trip for, let's say, two or three months or half a year or something. And then we go back and then we sell the van again or like rent it out or whatever. So I think a lot of people think about it in that way, but... Well, yeah, we were uh, on a trip last summer and there was a camper van and people rented it, not by Kobuni, but another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were parking there for the night and then they came and they just drove on the land of a farmer huh? and we were like, excuse me, <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah, they don't respect it. 
Well, another thing that I'm really curious about is why you quit. Like, why did you say goodbye to all these dreamy and amazing experiences? I think like the traveling in general was like this. This is us. Like this is what we really love to do, and this is our this is our lifestyle now, and we and we love it. But the reason we quit, or we had to quit in some way, was of course、uh, COVID because we were、um, traveling to Italy.、Um, COVID started to come to Europe in small bits, <laughs> and then we were like, and it arrived in Italy first. So then we thought,、uh, let's go south, like really fast. Go to Greece, and then from there we can, of course, go back home because it will not be that bad. <laughs> and then we were traveling to Greece, and everything was still fine. And then, like a couple days before, we thought we were going to、uh, Albania, like back to the Netherlands, because we had the plan to travel back in a couple weeks, like drive for a couple weeks, and then go to Spain again to work. But then when we were arriving at the border. It was already like going crazy with the with COVID. All countries were closing their borders and stuff. So we were like, "Shit, are we going to drive to Albania or stay in Greece?" And then we were okay. We stay for one more night, and then we decide. <laughs> Actually, pretty happy. I think we stayed. It's better to get stuck in Greece than in Albania or Montenegro. Or... Yeah, but、uh, there were also like rules in Greece where they said like you have to have a、uh, place to stay,、uh, like a house or whatever. Like you need to have an address. So we were like, yeah, what what are we going to do with van life? Because we we don't have an address, we don't have a place to stay. Well, I think it was possible, but、mm. what if you got out of gas? How would we buy it? Because the stores were closed.、Um, how would we get water? Well, everything. Yeah, it was a bit scary because nobody knew what what was going、time. to happen. So we were thinking, let's try to get an Airbnb for a couple days just to get our minds straight and see what we can do. But those three days ended up in one and a half months, <laughs>、uh, trying to get. Back home and how can we do it? And、um, I think in that moment a bit was like, this is this is a bit shit. Yeah, it was really stressful because、yeah. we didn't know when we were able to go back to the Netherlands and what if some something would happen to our family. So we were really stressed. And then the time came. When we were able to go back to the Netherlands, we went on the ferry and drove straight through the Netherlands, and then、uh, we did fan life in the Netherlands, and it was nice for the summer. But also, Frank wanted to get a career in film and photography, so you did. But it was difficult. It was difficult to go to those places with a、yeah. fan, especially in the Netherlands, because big、yeah. cities we were not allowed to go into the city, and there was a lot of stress. Around it, we felt not how we felt in Spain, Portugal, or it. It was a lot of stress for us, and I think that was the time when we thought, okay, it's time to find a house. It's time to think about what do we want now, and、yeah. and so we did. So that was the time we decided to go back to a house. But if COVID wasn't Around. Then I, th- I think we would still live in a van by now. But it's just when all that happened, like when I started to build my career a bit, and it was hard to get around in the van in the Netherlands. Also with the lockdown coming in the Netherlands as well. Like why, wh- how, and why should we still travel now? Because it's not even fun. Like there are so many rules,、uh, and you cannot say you cannot wild camp anywhere. So it's not that free anymore as what we were. 
um, well, it's used... quite interesting that you were feeling less like home when you're at home. Yeah. 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 It was just yeah stressful and hard to stay in the van at that moment because yeah and also it was cold there was not enough sunlight to power everything in the van we were really stressed yeah. and we were done with it it was like yeah. okay we have to find some peace in life like so we did and we we're happy about living in a house did it now. take long for you to decide that was also, well, we were thinking about it. And then a week later, our neighbor, who's also a good friend of Frank's, he found out that the girl who used to live here moved. So he thought, oh, maybe Ella and Frank can live here. So we sent an email and then two weeks later, we moved into Whoa. this apartment. So it was... <laughs> yeah, it went, yeah. It, it went really quick. It went yeah. really quick. So it was like the same when we decided to live in a van. Yeah, everything just fall into places so fast. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's also good to tell us like before we went uh, to live here, we stayed on the uh, parking lot of my sister's house. <laughs> so we lived on the parking lot for I think two months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then they were also going to renovate the house and they have two kids so it was all getting really small with and mm -hmm. we were like together all day and every, which is nice of course like we were really grateful we could stay there yeah and it was really nice to spend a lot of time with them after yeah. traveling so for so long but it was time to find our own house yeah interesting to see that you can be so free in a van but also not so free yeah. sometimes is there anything that you still cannot get used to living in the house now or do you think that, oh, this is nice? Yeah, I, um, think it, I think it's pretty nice to now have the space. <laughs> and the weird thing is we have too much stuff. I don't know where everything came from, but <laughs> we, we used to travel with everything inside the van. But of course, we had some stuff stocked away at our parents. But no, I don't know. I think we just set our minds to it, which in the beginning was hard. Like we yeah. really had to get used to it and figure everything out i think now it's nice but we also have set our minds to new plans so yeah and the only thing i feel less free in a house because it's at one place and now we're like kind of stuck i would love to move this house for a few weeks to spain <laughs> and then back but that's not possible <laughs> so are you also doing like part-time van life from time to time because i know that you rented out your van on gobuni right and also you sold your van? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we rented the van out uh, during the summer. And at the end of the summer, we went on a trip ourselves. And at that trip, we decided, well, we need a different layout, a slightly bigger van to fill our needs that, well, we're working remotely right now. So, so that we can do that from the van. So we decided to sell the van. And this weekend... Yeah, this weekend, like yesterday, it actually sold. Almost wow. nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> well, congrats. Should I, should I say congrats? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. We're really, really happy with the buyers. Um, yeah. They are as much in love as we are with the van. So that's a really good feeling. Yeah. They, they, they've traveled in a van as well, uh, but they found out their van was too big. So they were <laughs> looking for a smaller one for just like short trips. And uh, yeah, that we were super happy they, they are the buyers. Yeah. And we're really, really excited to confer the new van. Yeah. <laughs> we already <laughs> knew when this van was done, we already knew 
okay, we want to convert the second one as well. Yeah. So nice. that's the new plan. We are buying a new one and then convert it again. Well, exciting, exciting. Yeah. Well, is it all excitement or is it also like, oh, there's so much to do? No, no. We're, <laughs> we're really like super excited because this time we really want to take the time. Every like just putting in a screw needs to take an hour. Just enjoy it. And it needs to be perfect this time. Well, yeah. the van we have now is perfect, of course, but we really want to fill our needs and make it like our new home. Well, good luck. Well, I think it's really nice to hear the unpolished stories of yours. For example, how did you deal with COVID? How did you deal with moving back to a house? It's just nice to see van life from a bigger picture. So for our next episode, we invited by Nomads. Um, don't know if you know them. Yeah. yeah. Well, they probably started van life before it was cool. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if you guys have any questions to them or things that you would like to know more about them. Oh, yeah, we wrote something down. Yeah, you can ask it. Oh, I can ask it? Yeah. <clears throat> How did you experience uh, to work from the van while living it and traveling full time? And I think the main question is how, uh, what kind of work? Like, how can you yeah, get an online? I, I guess they work online. Yeah. That's what we think. Yeah, they, they have their own company. <laughs> so yeah, how, how do you do that? <laughs> we were really curious. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we want to do it as well. So yeah. 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 And it's also, I think, well, there are a lot of, you get really easily dis distracted when you live in a van. Yeah. A lot of noises yeah. and beautiful surroundings. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, nice one. How do you get motivated? And I'm really curious how they yeah. do it. We worked on the road as well, but we did like physical work. But we were really curious about how to do like online. Work. Yeah, remotely. Yeah, I think that's definitely what we all want to know. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. I think that's it for today. Thank you so much, Frank and Ella, for all of your stories. If you're still listening, please don't forget to subscribe to our show Behind the Wheel. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, leave us a comment. If you want to know more about GoBooney, find us on Instagram. And last but not least, if you want to know more about Ella and Frank and about their updates on their van conversion, also find them on Instagram, search for We Build a Camper Van. Thank you again, Thank and you. we will see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. In the next episode, as mentioned earlier already, we have by Nomads to talk about budget traveling and working from van. Stay tuned and I will see you next week. Yes, thanks for listening. Before we leave, I wanted to announce the lucky winner of our giveaway. That's Laura Bonaiti. Uh, congrats, we'll send you a quick email to confirm. And you know what? We're actually going to do a second giveaway. There are so many lovely entries. We hadn't planned on two, but um, let's do another one. So if you hadn't participated yet, here's your chance. We'll announce the second winner in episode five. See you then. Thanks for listening. <laughs>